Good. How are you guys doing today? Very good. Very good. Thanks for chatting with us. So I actually just got out of another movie uh, today with Emil Hurst and Bruce Stern. I just got <laughs> I just got home yeah, from seeing a, a funny yeah I just got home I just got home from seeing a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and they were both in it. Oh, I loved it. It was funny, when we were making Freaks, uh, Emil told us, he's like, yeah, hey, I just got a Facebook message from Quentin Tarantino, like, out of the blue, like, he said he, like, likes my work, I wonder if maybe one day I'll work with him. <laughs> yeah, he was really cool in the film, even though his part wasn't big, he still played an important part in the film, and he did a really yeah. great job in it. Yeah, he does. So, speaking of Emil and Bruce, how was it working with them on a movie with having such a veteran actor like Emil Hurst, who's been in the business for such a long time, and somebody like Bruce Stern, who is a legendary actor himself, how was it working with them on such an ambitious film for you guys? Because I was surprised in the landscape in the film. Like, I didn't realize how big or how ambitious it was until I actually had the chance to watch it. Yeah, I mean, we, we have to give them a lot of credit because we, we sent the script to a lot of actors that uh, either didn't read the script or when they did read it went, this is cool, but I don't think you guys can pull this off, you know, because obviously we had a small budget. The film had a lot of ambitions for for compared to how much resources we had and, and both of them uh, didn't care they just immediately connected to the material and they became huge huge heroes of the film just when we were making it they were just so dedicated to trying to make the movie as good as it could be and being creative partners and, um, they each they each had some a very personal reason that they that they related to the role of Emil is a new father and had never played a father on camera before and thought the film really commented on sort of the messiness of being a father really well. And Bruce um, really strongly connected to the, uh, the idea of saving his daughter in the movie. He's trying to save his daughter. and Obviously, he has a very famous daughter, um, but he also actually had a, um, a young daughter before Laura who died very, very young. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and he still to this day like holds the emotion of that very close and and really relates to that idea of sort of protecting your child no matter what. So both of them connected to the material and, and we were very lucky to have them. Another thing that was interesting is we approached, we really wanted to, even though we're telling kind of a sci-fi story, wanted it to feel very real. And both right. of them were, were very into the idea of um, using improv to make the scenes more personal and more um, in the moment real. And we, we did that a lot with Lexi, who played Chloe, um, as well. And all three of them were kind of like, they, we used the script as a starting point to improvise around, to really uh, get at that realism. And all three of them were amazing. What were some of the inspirations for this film? Because I picked up on like X-Men stuff, like obviously with the children and like the special uh 
gifts that the parents had throughout the film. And I also kind of got a fire starter vibe with a Drew Barrymore and also a Midnight Special kind of vibe as well. What were some of the inspirations that came together to kind of help you craft this film? You know, one of the early inspirations was a This American Life podcast that John Hodgman did where he went around and interviewed people about um, if you had superpowers, what would you do? If, you know, if you could fly or if you could turn invisible, what would you do with it? And people would say things like, oh, I'd, I'd rob a bank or I'd fly to Paris or I'd spy on my ex-wife. Um, and at the end of the podcast, he says, you know what no one said? No one said I would save people or fight crime. Um, and we started talking about that and thinking about how, um, you know, if superpowers really did start to develop in this world, people wouldn't necessarily form a fighting force to go fight bad guys. Um, they would just kind of do still be people and still use it for their own small goals. Um, and that would kind of create a situation where the society would crack down and make that make being a person like that illegal. And that was kind of our first thought about the world. Yeah, we also, a lot of the movies that we watch in sort of being inspirations were actually not, you know, genre movies. It was a lot of like watching Broom or, or Beast of the Southern Wild or Florida Project because we kind of wanted to take a science fiction premise and world but apply it to the tone of movies like that that are more sort of character focused and kind of grounded and more about sort of the people's experience rather than the science fiction hook of it. Right. We watched a lot of movies, uh, a lot of movies that were from the perspective of a child um, who's sort of figuring out the world uh, in a very sort of relatable, grounded kind of way. Yeah, I did pick up on how grounded you guys wanted to make this film because, like you said, with the actors' experiences in real life and being gravitated towards the script, like especially Bruce Stern's story, uh, it just came out really grounded as well as being a really ambitious uh, sci-fi thriller uh, independent film, which is really difficult to pull off but I thank you absolutely love the film well that's so great because we you know like you know it's a, it's a small indie film and we basically need all the help in the world from people like you <laughs> to basically get the word out there to let people know to go check it out um, because we we made the movie uh, as a passion project as a small little project that we wanted to kind of tell our version of that story um and it's been really having a lot of success at film festivals, and, and up, up coming soon is the, the, the theatrical release, which we're super lucky to have, because it's been playing really well with audiences at film festivals, but, you know, it's so hard to compete in the actual big movie theaters with all the other big movies that we're sort of, that we love, but, um, yeah, we definitely need the help to get the word out there so people show up to see it on uh, opening weekend. And speaking of film festivals, uh, I'm doing coverage at Vantaza, and being a genre fan, this is one of the most lucrative film festivals to get into if you like science fiction, thriller, and horror. How rewarding was it to you guys to get the email that your film was accepted? 
totally, especially the last time I was in Montreal was 15 years ago when I had my first short film in Fantasia. <laughs> so it's so amazing to come back, you know, 15 years later with, with a feature film that, um, and, it, and it's also very sweet because, you know, we, we had the world premiere of the Toronto Film Festival basically last September, basically a year ago. So Fantasia is actually basically the end of our, of our festival run. We've been all over the world. Um, to all sorts of different festivals and countries and languages and it's so nice to kind of come back to Canada where we made the movie um, for, for, for basically our, our, our grand finale and um, we saw a movie in the theater last night that our movie's playing in and it, the audience was was cheering and laughing and totally engaged and it seems like it's going to be a great night. Awesome. So it's kind of like a homecoming for you with your first uh short film that you made 15 years ago yeah. playing at well, Vantasia. The thing about that short film is uh, no other festival took it other than Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's definitely a homecoming in that respect. So early on, before you guys decided to be- become filmmakers, what were some of the films that influenced you to kind of want to do films and inspired you to also become a filmmaker as well? Wow, well, I mean, there's so many filmmakers we admire and have learned from over the years. I mean, when we were kids, we kind of grew up with the, the Amblin sort of Spielberg, you know, movies like Goonies and Indiana Jones and Star Wars and all those kinds of um, classics. Um, I remember, you know, being blown away by Rosemary's Baby. It's probably the first horror film that really, like, gripped me and freaked me out. Shining. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the films of Terry Gilliam, just the absurdity of surrealness of his worlds. Um, there's, there's a really weird story we, like, that it kind of inspired Freaks, um, which is, uh, the movie The Truman Show, which isn't usually, like, you know, a big inspiration for horror, uh, fans. Um, but when I saw The Truman Show, as a teenager, and I, I didn't know what the movie was about going into it. Um, and the first five minutes of that movie, they explain what's going on. You know, they have this dome that Truman is in, and they're filming a TV show about him, and, uh, you know, everyone's in on it, and here we go, let's go check in with him. And I walked into the movie five minutes late, from the <laughs> um, And instead, I started watching the movie with him in his bathroom, you know, and, and, and walking out into the world and everyone's staring at him and he's starting to feel really paranoid and he doesn't know why the world is so weird and that's that was my experience watching the movie it was sort of like there's something really creepy and weird going on everyone's staring at this guy everyone's in on it what's going on here and I was him I felt like him watching that movie <laughs> it was total character identification um, and really unpredictable because I didn't know what the twist was going to be and when it was going to be revealed. And that was a big inspiration for Freaks. We really wanted, we really want the audience to kind of be in Chloe's shoes, going through this experience, not knowing what's real, what isn't, and discovering the world with her. Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Truman Show, did you see the video where they put Jim Carrey's face on Jack Nicholson's face in the signing? Yeah, yeah, that was 
All right, so do you guys have? Uh, should put Jack Nicholson in the Truman Show. <laughs> Is this kind of a vice versa effect on it? So, do, do you guys have anything else you want to plug? Uh, when's the theatrical release of Freaks? Yeah, so that's the main thing. Is it comes out in the U.S. August twenty third, and it comes out in Canada September twentieth, and around the world. You know, each country will have its own release. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a small movie that we really want people to come out to support and, and uh, you know, spread the word on. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank awesome. you so Thank much. Great talking with you. Thanks for taking the time to, to watch our movie. Thank you guys for sending it my way. Uh, really appreciate it. Great. Okay. Talk to you. Thanks, AJ. Bye. Thank you, Madison. <laughs>